Welcome back to the Women of Marvel podcast, where the women of Marvel assemble to talk all things Marvel and more. I'm Adri Cowan. I'm the social media manager. Sana Amanath, director of content development. Emily Shaw, assistant editor. And I'm Judy Stevens, producer. So before we get to the Q&A episode, um, we want to say that we are super excited. Uh, we have a big update. We have our first official sponsor. Woo! Woo! We did it! We're religion! Yay! This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter the official code Woman of Marvel. That's W O M E N O F M A R V E L, no spaces, at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace, build it beautiful. More details will be coming up later in the episode. So, it's our QA episode, it's our first one ever. We've been asking you guys for questions or comments on Twitter or on, on, via email. We've compiled a bunch of them, and we're going to try and answer them to our best ability. Um, but we do want to say for all those people who wrote in and just thanked us, who just let us know that you were listening, every single one of them are amazing. I share them with all the ladies, and even some of the good ones I pass around. So uh, thank you so much. You know, so Keep on sending the love and always – uh, rate and review. Uh, yeah. Okay. So let's head it off with our questions. Yay. Yay. Questions. Okay. So first one, we're going to go by the Twitter questions first. First, um, from Megan at Mr. Boss Lady. I own Civil War trade back. Trade paper back? It's TP. I was going to read TP. Toilet paper. It's TP, guys. That would be cool if they made Trade paper bag. This is what we have, the publishing folks have to teach the digital folks what books are. <laughs> I think what it's because I know this. Thing made of paper. I think I know what it is. Anyways, uh, Megan owns the Civil War uh, book, uh, but she wants contacts before and after. What else should she read? Um, well, uh, for ooh, actually, prior to Civil War, we have like a prequel series. Um, Road to Civil War. Road to Civil War, uh, which is a good way for you to understand exactly what happened, the inciting incident of Stamford, the very traumatic incident. Um, and that centers also around uh, the New Warriors um, characters, uh, who, if you have not read that, I would highly recommend that. And then after Civil War, um, there's a few different series. Um, the, the Probably the more, most important one, actually, there are probably two most important series that you want to jump onto. That's going to be Avengers The Initiative, sort of what happens to the Avengers um, once the Superhero Registration Act go, goes into effect, um, and then also what happens to Captain America, who was uh, a, big, a big opponent of the Superhero Registration Act, and um, his downfall, and of course the series uh, that that is called Captain America, the death of Captain America. Wonder what Spoiler happens. alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, so for those of you who... I have no idea what's going on in the Marvel Universe right now. <laughs> um, it is a spoiler alert in the sense that um, Captain America gets killed. But we don't so, know if that'll happen in the yeah, movie. So yeah. it might not be a full-on I know, spoiler. We don't know. We don't know what happens. Yeah. Who knows what'll happen. Uh, but I highly recommend that. And then there's a miniseries there after that is actually quite good. And it's about the after effects of what happens when someone very important and someone close to you dies. And that's The uh, Fallen Sun, Captain America, written by Jeff Loeb. Um, and a, a really, we, we tend to do a lot of epilogue stories after death of, um, and I feel like it was one of the most well done ones because it, it is about what happens when you're grieving for someone in all the various stages of grief. 
um, with sort of Marvel's spin on it. And then eventually this will take you down, um, Avengers Initiative will take you down a few different uh, storylines like World War Hulks, uh, but notably this takes us into Secret Evasion, Invasion. Secret evasion. Secret evasion. That's what That's I try to do when I don't want to do work. Yeah. <laughs> Secret evasion. Then grab a hiding coffee. under your desk. <laughs> <laughs> at her desk. She must be in a meeting. Actually, she's downstairs at the coffee stand. You have a fake bush that you put in front of your face. <laughs> yeah. oh, God, I wish. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much, uh, boss lady. Mr. Boss. Lady. Mr. Boss lady. Uh, thank you, for Megan. your very very uh, important question. Yeah. Hopefully, you will enjoy those books. So, following on to that, uh, from Ashley at I Am the Besser, could you, could any of you recommend some Scarlet Witch books or comics? I will take lead on this question. Um, well, first of all, let me just mention that there is a new Scarlet Witch series coming out um, post Secret Wars called Scarlet Witch. Pretty straightforward, should be easy to find. Um, <laughs> I'm editing it. It's going to be really, really cool. It's written by James Robinson, and we're going to be doing this series a little bit differently in that every issue is going to be a self-contained adventure um, and also drawn by a different person. So it'll be a really different format. It'll be really cool. I hope it's going to be really awesome. I mean, so far, the stuff I've been seeing has been really great. We've got some cool, exciting artists lined up for this that I cannot say yet because it is still top secret, but it should be out in the world soon. Um, and it essentially focuses on Wanda solving crimes related to witchcraft. So it's kind of a detective series, but it's also going to be a lot about self-exploration because she's concerned that maybe the problem with, with witchcraft is actually something that she started herself. So it's going to be really interesting, introspective, but also just self-contained adventures that you should be able to jump onto even if you pick up sort of a middle issue. So yeah, that's my call out and my self-promotion. It's going to be cool. As far as back stuff you can read that's currently on the shelves, um, a big storyline that was very important to Wanda's character is House of M. So leading up to House of M, we've got Avengers Disassembled. We see Wanda going crazy. Very exciting stuff. Really interesting. She's got a very um, complicated and interesting backstory, some of which involves the vision and a baby and lots of stuff. So cool stuff to <laughs> catch up on. <laughs> Baby, I know, and right? two babies <laughs> and two babies. I'm sorry, you're totally right. Um, so yeah, they, she's got a very storied history, and um, those would be the two that I would definitely point you to: Avengers Disassembled, House of M, and then coming out of House of M, we have her featured in Young Avengers, and then um, Avengers Crusade, Children's Crusade. Um, most recently, we've seen Wanda in Uncanny Avengers, which is also something to pick up. If you're interested in looking at sort of some very recent pre-Secret Wars Wanda storylines. So that's a good place to start. Um, yeah, th those would be my top recommendations. I will say that House of M is such an amazing book. Uh, just like it's not just a great book for Wanda, but it's also a great book for um, all, almost all the Avengers. The art in that is great. Um that's throwing back a while ago, uh, but it's still it. That book still lives up. It's still great. Um, so if you guys haven't read House of M, I'm looking at you, Adri. <laughs> Out it. Well, dun dun. Well, well, it's cool. We're talking about pretty important, uh, probably some of the best events Marvel has done between Civil War, House of M, Secret Invasion. 
Um, so there's or a lot out evasion. there. What, or secret evasion. <laughs> evasion. Yes. And all of these books are available on Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. Um, so you guys can uh, download them onto your uh, your iPhone or your Android device and read them on the train or where you're out sitting on a beach because it's the summer right now. Yeah. And the cool thing about Marvel Unlimited is if you're reading a particular storyline, they make recommendations within the storyline, what tie-ins to read, what to read after. Um, so it's pretty self-explanatory. So, you, uh, I mean, not to say that you can't ask us because we like talking, but there is uh, there is a map for, for you newbies. And I know it can be very daunting, but there's a place to go. And Marvel Unlimited is just a great resource for that. Yeah, I definitely, like, I didn't know anything about comics until I started working here. And I delve in on my lunch breaks and read all this stuff. And, and that's why I know basics. But sometimes I can't remember the details. As if you had listened to my Ant-Man podcast. Um, it was great, guys. It was so about? good. Uh, okay, next question. Uh, so this one's a little bit more um, to everyone. We're all going to try and answer this. So from Lego Set 23, when did you guys decide you wanted to work in comics? This is the number one. Isn't this like the number one question we get? At yes. Panel. You need to know the exact date and time. Exact moment. June twenty second, nineteen eighty. Oops, not gonna tell you when I was born. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know if there's for me. I don't know if there was a moment in time, like one moment in time. I I don't know if, about you guys, but I never thought that this was a thing that you could do, like work in comics. I wasn't like, ah, I'm gonna graduate and work at Marvel because that's what people do. never realize, like the possibilities, just because there was. There was no real podcast talking about what you do at Marvel. I wasn't really attending conventions. Um, for me, it was probably my first – it was an idea I had. I got rejected from a bunch of different uh, jobs I had tried to apply to in comics. I applied to DC Comics, and mm. they didn't want to, you know, interview me. Their loss. Yeah, their loss. And then I got a small indie comics gig, and that's when I – I feel like it was an idea that manifested into, like – a legitimate exciting possibility once I was actually doing it um, because I realized uh, the potential of um, the, the potential creativity in terms of creating a comic book and collaborating with other people and um, that's sort of when I when I fell in love and I knew I wanted to continue to do it. But I think way, yeah. the way you did it is an important thing for a lot of people listening who want to work here um, should know is because a lot of people tweet and they're like, so how do I get a job there? And it's it's you can't you should really start at an indie place, mm-hmm. learn everything you can, and it's the same with creators. You you should get some stuff published under an indie, an, an indie publishing company, and then you can make your way here. But mm-hmm. you have to have that experience first. Yeah, absolutely. And also, like internships are so important to to Marvel. We have a, a you guys have a new editor now. Uh, and she was an intern here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I new. think that that's uh, really sort of an important part is in, inter- interning is so essential into this industry. Uh, if you guys haven't listened to the previous podcast, um, please go back one and you'll talk to um, – I talked to two um, previous interns here at Marvel who now have 
who are now part of the official Marvel family. They both have full-time jobs, including Liz, who is, uh, manages, uh, helps work with the creator of the talent to make sure that they're all on the right books and they're scheduled right and stuff like that. And so she interned for me um, doing none of that. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it was through an internship that, you know, her name came up uh, and uh, a full-time full-time job came. But that's how I got my job. I feel like I've t- told my story many, many times, but um, I didn't actually want to work for comics until I got my job here, and then I realized how much I loved this place. So. I think we've hired most people by them tweeting at Marvel, y'all hiring? Because <laughs> I feel like that's really that's the way. That's a great resume. Like, y'all hiring. Way to find <laughs> I wasn't until you sent me that tweet. <laughs> yeah. Because before, I was like, mm. I will wow. make room yeah, for, you. for you. Especially when your picture is like the picture of a cat. Yeah. That's totally you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I have to say, after saying the way to get into comics is working in an indie industry or interning, yes. I will say that ni- neither of those things apply to me, and yeah. I am still here. But um, I didn't say there's as... one way. I didn't say there's one way. I said that's a good way. I'm just trying to say that Adri is wrong. Oh! <laughs> oh! I'm just kidding. Oh! Throwing fake shade. I love Adri. Everyone <laughs> loves each it's other. It's now permanently recorded. Regardless, <laughs> not not my all. personal path. So essentially, when I, similar to Senna, did not realize that working in comics was a remote possibility, but was always interested in publishing throughout college. I didn't start reading comics until I was like maybe 21 and I took this really amazing graphic novels class in at at my at my alma mater Haverford College and in one of our first classes this woman came to talk to us her name is Mackenzie Cadenhead Ooh, and she morning. had also gone to my college and she basically just like threw down all this information about what it was like to be an editor at Marvel and Sana also knows Mackenzie very very well yes. she's our OG woman of Marvel yeah. mother figure. I mean, she's amazing. And essentially, she was so inspirational. That's a really cool idea. And so that's what got me hooked on the even the concept of being an editor. Um, it just really spoke to me. Then fast forward a couple years, I've been emailing with Mackenzie a little bit. And she basically was like, hey, they're looking for assistance at Marvel. Are you still interested? And that's what got me in the door. So yeah, and that's a really good, that's a great story because aside from Mackenzie, I've mentioned her at previous one of Marvel panels, and she always gets very embarrassed when I keep bringing her name up. But it's important because she, as much as I am the reason I'm still in comics, she's very much the reason I am in comics. Um, she's my mentor. She was the first person who taught me how to really edit a comic book, and she was my boss at that indie comic company that I was working at and, and really helped guide me through the industry. So she's always going to get a lot, a lot of love and support from the Women of Marvel panel because she understood the importance of supporting women in the industry in a time when no one was really talking about it. And she actually did it. Um, so it's important. It's very important to talk about that. But also from Emily's story, it is the, the, the concept of networking, keeping in touch with people, uh, in a very genuine way and not in a, oh, hey, I'm going to do it and sound very fake and being just y'all a very... Y'all hiring? Yeah, y'all hiring. <laughs> y'all hiring? <laughs> Make sure you use, like, very, like, a lot of exclamation points. <laughs> Some emojis. Yeah. Uh, basically, everything that Adri is saying, uh, don't listen to it. And the thing that I like saying, which I, I it sounds awful and very, very snobby, but it's just be cool about it. It's going to be fine. It's not the end of the world if someone takes your resume and they don't respond. Things open up over in time. Um, 
be interested, be inquisitive, be nice. And people will see that. And they're, they're not just looking at your, their resume, your resume, they're looking at you as a person to see if you will be able to be a part of the Marvel family because that's really what we are. It's, it's, we have to deal with each other every single day in very high-stress situations, and we do it because we actually like each other, which is surprising, I know, but we do. And that's how we can solve problems together um, and get sort of put out the best product out there. So make sure that you're genuine, you're honest, and keep those networks uh, open. Also, and don't yeah. be afraid to ask or reach out to somebody in a not annoying way. Yeah. I mean, like, I remember in that same vein, probably five years ago when I, actually seven years ago, I got into um, comics. I was working with a mentor of mine, and he was doing a lot of social media and marketing for comics creators, and I got kind of hooked into that, and it was amazing. Um, And I decided I wanted to, even though I was already graduated from college, I was like, this is my new career path. I'm going to look for an internship at Marvel. So I actually reached out on MySpace to the current social media manager, well, to that that at the time. Um, and she's like, sorry, we only take college students, but keep in touch. And through her, um, through networking, we ended up working together at Google. And that was one of the, the reasons later on through the years that I got the job at Marvel because of my experience mm-hmm. there and understanding digital platforms and all that. So you never know what can happen. You, ha- you keep that network going and you... Even if it doesn't happen right away, just continue to build your experience to fit the job that you want. Mm-hmm. And and I'll just also say that, like, just personally, speaking from personal experience, because Mackenzie was the one who reached out and, like, pulled me into this industry, I am always, like, down to pay it forward. And I feel like you guys probably agree. Like, we are looking for people who seem genuine and smart and awesome. And if you kind of connect with someone already working in this industry, in a meaningful way, people are always willing to, you know, support you and, and get you in the door. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That was, uh, that was all great answers. Yay! <laughs> I think that was our most uh, 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 intense question. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens as we get on. Okay, the next question is from Lawrence Brenner. Uh, which women have been some of the most influential in spider history? So, uh, this is uh, this is one of those questions where there are actually so many women in Spider-Man, Spider-History. Um, obviously, you know, you're going to go for Gwen Stacy, Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen is, like, totally on my mind because I'm going up to Albany on Friday to shoot the Spider-Gwen costumer. And I'm, like, really excited to see uh, the costume, like, sort of come to life. I mean, obviously, Gwen Stacy is in, in, so influential in many ways. Um, Mary Jane, uh, Spider-Woman, um, Black Cat. Uh, Arachne, the spider's yeah. mom. Uh, oh, what about the most important woman in his <laughs> life? Aunt May. Aunt May. Yeah, totally. Aunt May. She is his his mom. His sometimes looks I meant, like, like his grandmother. The sometimes <laughs> you're a really <laughs> old aunt. I just want to say <laughs> that is my biggest pet peeve about it is that they grew, drew Aunt May like especially in those the like old school yeah. comics like she was a grandma. I, you know, I think when I first started reading it, I thought it was the grandma. Yeah. And I was like, why, is, this, why is her name Aunt May? Yeah. Why is it a grandma May? And I was like, and she's around forever. And I'm like, that's not my, you know, I'm an aunt. You know what I mean? My, my nephew's 14, okay? 
That's kind of close to Spider-Man's age, and I am not a grandma. Sun is taking it real personally. I'm taking it real personally. She spent a lot of time in the sun. She prematurely wrinkled. It's okay. Happens. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you know, this, this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. This is getting to But the one thing, I like that question because what I love, what I love about Peter Parker in general, what I love about Spider-Man is that he is so affected by all these women in his life. And granted, as much as, you know, you think about Peter Parker and you think about Uncle Ben and that whole paradigm that sort of is created out of, you know, Uncle Ben and the the lessons that Peter Parker learned from Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben, when there are all these really strong women in Peter's life consistently, whether they be his lovers or enemies or kind of lover enemies, uh, black cat, um, (laughs) But all these real convoluted relationships and a st- very strong female figure in Aunt May that he's had uh, continuously, that I think was really what's formed Peter Parker and Spider-Man's identity continuously. We don't really talk about that, right? I mean, I think we've, I, I feel like it's one of those like unsaid things that everyone just knows that, I mean, like obviously Gwen Stacy's death is like a pivotal moment. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't seen the movie or read the book from 50 years ago. Or have been under a rock. (laughs) Invading. Invading. We're not making fun of you guys who didn't know that Gwen Stacy Yeah, that's okay. We love love you too. Yes. But she's back again, so it's fine. Spoiler alert. (laughs) But not really, not really. She's not back. But I mean, you know, also the really amazing thing about the Spider-Man universe is that, or the Spider-Universe is that all of these women have become really influential and in the and more recently have sprung away and became, had got their own books and their own storyline and they don't need Peter. And Peter may... Yeah, damn right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, you know, if you guys aren't reading a Spider-Gwen, go pick it up right now. Um, or Spider-Woman. Or Silk. Silk, Silk yeah. yeah. Oh <laughs> I mean, spider powers are genderless, guys. Yeah. yeah. Men and women can both have the power of a spider. So, also, if you live in New York City uh, and you want to go to the Natural History Museum, they have a real Black Widow uh, on display, and you can look at it. Dude, I saw one of those in my basement one time. Ew, they're tiny. No, it was a black brown recluse. I'm sorry. Oh, so sorry. I believed in you. I know. Now you can. Now you can throw shade at me, Adri. (laughs) It's all come full circle. So, did you get bit and now you're a spider person? <laughs> yes, that's what happens when you get bit by a poisonous kiss. spider. <laughs> you don't die, guys. That's just a myth. You Moving get on. <laughs> Except Emily just sits in the corner of her office and makes webs. <laughs> she can't do anything else. I just she make it really makes dirty webs. and nasty you send, in there. You s- it's been the webs of the internet. Uh, but I, but I, sh- oh, wow. I okay, Adri. we've gone a little. I did an Adri. I think we need to delete gone that. Gone a little off too. Speaking of webs, so. Uh, obviously, I said in the beginning that we were talking about Squarespace. Um, so this is our first official Q&A episode. And it is also our first with Squarespace as our sponsor. Um, we're actually really excited to uh, be sponsored by them. And, uh, you know, I think about when I, like, first made web pages uh, and I would, like, go on GeoCities and make a terrible website. You know, with the mouse, would bl- like, it they would were, blink. They were kind of cool at the time with all those, like, flashing <laughs> lights until someone... But they were really hard to, like, build. You could, themselves. like, you'd have to, like, edit it continuously. But Squarespace is great because, like, the tools are really easy to use. You use it for yourself, I right? use it for my personal website, and it's amazing if you're into... If you're 
Well, first of all, if you're a creative, even if you're not, but it's great with photography hosting. If you sell anything, so if you're a crafter, um, you can plug in e-commerce to it. It's kind of like having a graphic designer on hand to just be like, here you go. Here's a beautiful package wrapped up for you. And it's sleek and it's easy and it makes it look like I, I actually know I have had a couple people ask me how like who I hired to build my website for me. And it's I was like, I did it myself <laughs> with Squarespace. <laughs> so um, if you guys are interested, their plans start at $8 a month. And you can get a free domain if you sign up for a year. Um, they've got some really cool stuff cooking uh, for the podcast with us. So stay tuned for updates. Um, you can start your free trial site today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. Um, when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code Woman of Marvel. That's W O M E N O F M A R V E L, no spaces, to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, build it beautiful. So that's really exciting. We've got stuff upcoming with Squarespace, so stay tuned. Back to the questions. So now we're going to hit some questions that were from email. Um, as always, if you guys have questions for us, you can tweet them to at Marvel, hashtag Woman of Marvel, or you can tweet them to our personal um, Twitters. Uh, also, you can email them to us at womanof at marvel.com. Uh, okay, first one is from Julie in PA. After Secret Wars, will Kamala's books continue? Or can I only find her with the Avengers? Uh-oh. Dun, dun, dun. Um, uh, they will continue. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> she had to think about it. I had to think about it. But what she came up on the answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Kamala will most definitely be, be around. As Ms. Marvel, she has her very own series. Um, and she will be, uh, we will have Willow Wilson, G. Willow Wilson, Adrian Alfona, and Takesha Miyazawa. Uh, on creative duties, of course, with the rest of the creative team, Ian Herring, Joe Caramagna on lettering, um, and, of course, myself uh, and Charles Beecham editing the books. So uh, absolutely there's no way we are letting go of this character considering the success she's had this year. Um, everyone you know, in Marvel loves, uh, loves the fact that she's around to the point that she's on the Avengers team, which is amazing and fantastic, um, and she will be appearing in different places uh, within uh, the Marvel Universe, including, which we've already revealed, and I think we can talk about this a little bit more later on, uh, in Spider-Man with Miles Morales. So that's going to be a fun storyline. Uh, m- most of what uh, Kamala will be dealing with is being on the Avengers and also still essentially being um, a student uh, in high school and being the protector of Jersey City and coming upon the realization that um, it's difficult to do all of it. At the same time, uh, she starts losing control of uh, what it means to be Ms. Marvel and also the the actual imagery of Ms. Marvel. People are using it for nefarious purposes. Um, so it's a really great story about what happens when you get all of the things that you thought you wanted. Um, and she's going from you know, the rookie club to the pro players, and she has to figure out how to legitimately play ball. You know, everyone's saying, uh, everyone has, has has fallen in love with her and says she has all this potential, um, but is she going to crack under the pressure? So um, I'm very excited about it, uh, and I think you guys will be too. She's going to be around for a while. Uh, of course, you can always find her, um, find her, find the series, 
uh, in comic shops and on Amazon and, of course, on uh, your Marvel app for any digital downloads. Um, and, of course, the, the, the trade paperbacks of the current series, we are out up until, I think, Volume 3. Um, and Volume 4 should be coming out soon. So uh, check it out. Thanks for the question. Yeah, and thanks for the great email, Julie. Uh, totally appreciate it. Okay, next one is from Peter. Um, I, I copied and pasted all a lot of what you said because I, I wanted to read this part. Your podcast is pretty awesome. You! And I enjoy listening each week. Um, I've been, I'm starting Secret Wars, and I'm a huge X-Men fan. There are two, I noticed there are two X-Men, uh, 92 comic and infinite comic. What's the difference between these two? Oh, that is that is a question I can answer. Sorry. <laughs> Spaced out a little bit, guys. The difference between X-Men 92 the series and X-Men 92 the Infinite Comic. Very good question. X-Men 92 the Infinite Comic is related to part of the Secret Wars event. And what you see on the shelves right now, the printed issues that are coming out, are the printed Infinite Comics. So that is part of Secret Wars. X-Men 92 is the series coming out post-Secret Wars it was the Infinite Comic was so wildly successful that we are continuing stories in the '90s world. Everyone loves the '90s, right? So it's great. So yeah, hopefully that helps you discern the difference. Yeah, and if you guys aren't familiar with Infinite Comic format, I highly recommend you check it out. You can find a bunch of those on um, the Marvel app, but it's just a different comics reading experience. Which, personally, I might be wrong. Personally, I think that is the direction that a lot of um, comics content is moving towards because it's a different way of controlling the action and con- and cheating the motion of a story um, and it's a little bit more immersive because it is you're you're looking at a story by panel versus um, by page so there is the, the unexpected um, has more of an impact there uh, particularly in terms of the the, the climaxes within um, you know those mid story beats so I think it's a lot of fun, um, and it also is helping us reevaluate how to tell stories um, in a different context. So for us as as creators, it's it's a lot of fun to do. But on the other end, I think as readers, um, it, you'll start appreciating a different way to 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 read comics and enjoy the experience. Yeah, I think of it as like if a comic and a cartoon had a baby. Essentially, it's somewhere halfway between the two, so it's cool. Thanks, Peter, for uh, telling us we're pretty awesome. Uh, please keep on listening each week. Uh, we appreciate it immensely. Okay, final question from Kate. Do you have any recommendations for getting started? Should I pick a specific character and then just read all the books? Um, any help would be lovely. So this is definitely one of those questions that is is def- is like a lot of new time comic book readers have this. I think the way that you get into comics for each person is distinctly different. Um, a lot of people have like a character they love and they read. The, the The trick is is that obviously as a character evolves and goes through time, different writers and different artists will pick it up. So it may be sort of like uh, like you you may feel like you might have some hurdles to jump. Um, but I think that finding a character or a group like a like a team and picking a series of book is really great. I always recommend for people who are really new to comics is reading Ultimates. Mm-hmm. Ultimates gives you a, um, a fresh look at the Avengers and a new art style 
um, as sort of like an origin story. It's a little, the characters are a little different than the regular universe, but the base of who they are are all there. Steve Rogers was frozen, is woken up. Tony Stark is a rich guy who drinks a lot. Um, uh, uh, Thor is a Viking dude uh, who carries around a hammer. Like the core pieces are there. Um, and then from there, you can sort of like branch out. You can continue reading in the Ultimate Universe, uh, or you can then pick up books like a, like a re- I think that you could read House of M without any pre- pre- like base pre story because the the story itself really like shows each character um, and talks about like their life, their previous life, and like what they've forgotten. I'm using quotations um, for the word forgotten. Uh, but you know, also maybe like a storyline Civil War is really great if you're getting ready for. Um, uh, uh, Captain America: Civil War opening next spring. Um, you know, pick up the Civil War books or the books that we spoke that Sana spoke about earlier for the precursors and the the posts. Um, but I think that like a lot of the the new the new sort of uh, characters now, sort of like Silk or Spider Gwen or um, Angela, their books are very you can read them and not necessarily need a, a broader range of a storyline. And I think that you know go to a comic book store and pick up a shiny cover yeah, yeah and i think marvel makes has always throughout time tried to make it really accessible for people to pick up because there's so much information i made the big mistake of of refusing to pick up anything new on the x men until i had read everything it, you will lose so much time of your life trying to catch up <laughs> and you will never get it Amen. so just you know, like Judy said, go and figure out what characters you like or what kind of stories you like. If you like uh, the more realistic kind of on the street character, Daredevil, um, you know, just figure out what appeals to you and and even talk to your local comic book shop. Yeah, and I think that's a, what AJ, what AJ brings up is a really good point just about like genre storytelling. Like every everyone, you have preferences, right? Like when I watch television, I know I like certain types of stories and I like... You know, great. I mean, I like everything. Like, I will watch like teeny angsty drama, and then I'll watch you know espionage thrillers and whatever. Um, but the the one thing I'll say about sort of Marvel storytelling or superhero storytelling, superhero storytelling is not a genre into itself. We have different types of genre within. Um, so there is the 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 sort of the darker espionage stories um, that you can find in a S.H.I.E.L.D. story or you can actually even find in certain Captain America um, storylines. And then there are the sort of young teen drama stories around um, something like Runaways, um, which which was really my sort of... um, me sort of falling in love with the Marvel Universe and stuff was through the Ultimates and and Runaways, actually. Same here, totally. Those are both really good starting points. Yeah, so you figure out exactly what it is that you like, what characters you like, um, st- or if you want, you can start out with um, events, like the events that we mentioned before, if you are sort of into those bigger blockbuster types of stories. Um, there's really, you can't go wrong. I think you just have to pick a place that you feel comfortable. If there's a character that you find some connection with, whether it's Spider-Man, you can literally go in and pick up, you know, any single issue, and we try to make it as accessible as possible so that you're not lost. Um, there's a lot out there. Uh, it's it's definitely a good problem to have, I would say. And, you know, we, we, we keep on speaking about Marvel Unlimited. It's, it, is, it, is, it is a library in the sky. Um, it's... It is totally a library in the sky. I, I'm laughing, but it's true. 
Yeah. Um, but, you you know, a lot of these books, uh, such as Ultimates and Runaways, you totally can get at your comic book store or at Amazon or whatever. But instead of, you know, going and, and picking up a tradeback, you can actually go and read the first issue and see if you like it. And then from there, you can decide, oh, I want to collect this, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go and pick up the rest. Um, and that way, you know, you can maybe some of the older stuff that is 20, 30 years old, you may not necessarily be able to find so easily um, in in print. You or like, or like if you wanted to read the original uh, Fantastic Four number one. I mean, obviously, you're not going to be able to find the original issue of that. And you might have to Unless go find you're it. very lucky. Yeah. You'd be very rich. Uh, if you have it, you can call us and hang out with us. We'd like a friend. No, no. Um, but, you know, definitely uh, uh, look to Marvel Unlimited. Or if you want sort of like uh, books that are out right now, um, look to the Marvel Digital Comics app. Um, we always have sales and deals going on. You can do like dollar deals and all this stuff. So pay attention to that type of stuff so that you can see um, if there was like a thing you were waiting for and you weren't sure that you may like it, you can get like good deals. So. <coughs> Hopefully that answered your question. Yeah. Um, Kate, thank you for emailing us. Thank you everyone for tweeting at us and emailing at us. Um, as always, send more questions to us as we keep on getting more. We will hopefully do another episode um, in the future. Um, so it's August. San Diego is over. New York Comic Con is upcoming. Um, we are a little uh, uh, chilling. We're chilling. I mean, you guys may not be chilling, but Adrian and I have a little bit of a lull right now. You know, we've never heard of How that. How dare you say that? Uh, I feel lost. Oh my God. <laughs> there's no movies. No, because there's no movie for a year. But we have a TV show. Well, we a have the TV, TV shows, but that doesn't have the type of commitment yes. that, that the films do. Well, we have a lot of great comic books that we're publishing that you guys <laughs> could, if you want to talk about that, we're cool with all that. All new, all different. <laughs> sure. Out in October. All new, all different. Um, and we have some more announcements upcoming uh, in the next few weeks as we start rolling out uh, who creators are in certain series and a little bit more information on some of the books that we have already announced. Um, obviously a lot of that's going to come out at New York Comic Con. Uh, check that out. Second week in October, October 9th, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Something like Ninth that. 9th to the 12th. 9th to the 12th. With, with Super Week. Starts with Super Week in New York City. Yeah. There'll be tons of events going on throughout the week, um, thanks to New York Comic Con and Read Pop. Um, and then the con starts on Thursday. Uh, Marvel.com team will be there, um, chugging along. You guys can always, um, look for us and say Hi. We will be having a Women of Marvel panel. Um, once we know when and where that is, we will let you guys know. Um, the panel last year was banging. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we can uh, look to a packed room with a lot of great uh, ladies up on the stage. Um, yeah, I think that uh, we've got some great content upcoming um, as we get ready for uh, for some new shows on Disney XD to start in September. Plus, S.H.I.E.L.D. will be coming back on TV. Um, maybe even some Agent Carter things. Uh, woo, things I'm trying to whip up and work out. Um, I will be at Dragon Con uh, at the end of this month. Well, technically the beginning of September. Um, and I will be there uh, covering cosplay and Marvel stuff. Uh, I will be wearing costumes. Um, I will be photographing costumes. The big Marvel gathering, uh, if you guys will be going to Dragon Con, is Sunday at 3.30 if you want to come and see... More than 500 people dressed in Marvel costume. The only time you'll ever see this. Every year at Dragon Con. 
it is amazing and terrifying at the same time. <laughs> so, <laughs> but always thanks to the SEF for organizing that and letting me just show up and take pictures of it and not having to organize it. Um, yeah. I also wanted to bring give uh, one sort of special shout out to, um, uh, I guess, a, a Yahoo News bit that we just, that just got posted today. And it was about um, the rise of uh, the female superhero and there's a bunch of contributors. This is across like the Marvel DC divide. We've had people from all sides, um, and I was able to uh, talk about it as well. We have a few of our creators, including Willa Wilson, Marguerite Bennett, um, uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick. Um, but I think it's really we we've been we've been hearing about it for a while, and people we're constantly getting a lot of press about oh let's talk about women reading comics and the rise of female comics and blah blah. blah. And I hate when it, we say rise of the female, you know reader rise of female superheroes because i feel like we've been around i think just our voices have just gotten louder and that's what's very exciting that people are realizing it and um responding to it and this is a uh, really great it was uh, by katie Couric's news team it was done uh actually very recently but it was just posted i believe today or yesterday on yahoo today. news I think we can today. tweet out the we can tweet it out um, but highly recommend you guys check it out it's just such a a, a positive lens onto uh, the the women in comics field. Um, so and it, it, yeah, and it features cosplayers and customers yep. um, during San Diego Comic Con, um, and it features like people out on the, around the floor. Uh, they came to our panel on the Marvel panel. Oh yeah, we're in that. We're famous guys. Yep. Yeah. It's not a super famous. So internet famous is what Dan Buckley likes to say. <laughs> and I was like, that's just a way of complimenting me and then taking me down at yeah, the same it's like time. Like real smooth so negging. Yeah. So good boss does that. A good boss elevates and takes you down a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, all right, awesome. So yeah, but make sure you guys look for those tweets. Uh, I think I tweeted it out um, on uh, Wednesday morning, but we'll make sure to tweet this out on Friday so you guys can find it. Um, but if you just Google uh, Yahoo News Rise of the Female Superhero, right? Rise of the Female Superhero. Also, we retweeted it from Katie Couric this morning. Oh, well done. Sweet. I like it. Yeah. Thanks, Katie. Great. Uh, I think that's all we have this week. Um, this has been an extra long podcast. I hope you guys are appreciating the content we've been coming up with. If you ever have any suggestions of who we should invite, what we should talk about, we're always looking for things like that. This is definitely a little bit more freer than the other podcasts we do um, each week through Marvel. Um, we want to thank Squarespace for sponsoring us. We'll have more news upcoming about that. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, I also want to say one quick thing. Tom Brevert, who is our executive editor here, um, he had mentioned that he listens to the Women of Marvel podcast when we mention his name. So uh, I'm just so- going to say... Tom, Tom Brevoort. Tom Brevoort. Tom, Tom Brevoort. Tom, Tom, Tom Brevoort. It's yeah. really hard to say that name very quickly. Yeah. Uh, I just learned that. So everyone, Tom Brevoort. <laughs> there are photos somewhere <laughs> in the world on the internet of Tom Brevoort in a Galactus costume. You must find it. Yes. Oh, my God. That is your That's, task. That is your task. <laughs> so next week, your homework, guys, please send them to us. Woman oh. of Marvel. Woman of at Marvel.com. Send us pictures of Tom Brevoort. Subject matter, Tom Brevoort. Hashtag Tom Brevoort. <laughs> But really, our hashtag is Women of Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review. Uh, Let us know if you have any questions. Email them to us at womenofmarvel.com. Yeah, great. Guys, cool story. We're done. We'll see you guys later. This is Marvel, your universe. Don't be bored.